ago, I shared with you how Chris Reed, you know, he took over Morningstar Ministries, was the whatever president, and Rick's still around, and, uh, but anyway, I, I shared with you how Chris shared with us his prayer, and he's been praying over a number of years, these apostolic prayers, remember that, how many of you were here, the prayers of the early church fathers, and uh, I told you, I just, hey, you know, who said you can't teach older dogs new tricks? You notice I didn't say old dog. I just said older. And I adopted that, and I've been praying it every single day, praying these prayers, these apostolic prayers. Something's happening. And I know I came from a tradition. You don't pray right out, you know, printed out prayers. Who said you don't pray that way? Anyway, fooey on all that. I'm going to keep doing because I'm sensing the Lord. But anyway, I wanted to sh- read with you. Did you know there's an expanded version of the, the Lord's Prayer? How many of you have heard it? Some of you have. I wanted to read that to you as a prayer over you, okay? And you just be in agreement after every line. It's the expanded version. It takes about four or five minutes to read through it. We all know the Lord's Prayer, but part of it I was wondering, Lord, I wonder maybe did Chris insert some of his in this maybe, but it sure sounds good. So I want to pray this. It's an expanded version of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Holy Father, Abba Father in the heavens, hallowed, holy, sacred be your name. And when we pray that, we should pray it with a little gusto because we mean it from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The Lord's name is to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. How many of you know he is a great and mighty God and his name is worthy to be praised? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth, it's not just going to be, the whole earth is full of the glory of the Lord. That's our vision. That's what we see. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy government come, thy politics be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no such of a thing as the separation of church and state. The kingdom is over all. Let his politics be done on the earth. Thy reign, thy rule come, thy plans and purposes, let them be done on earth as it is in heaven. May we be an anticipation of the age to come. May we embody the reign of Christ here and now. Lord, give us day by day our daily bread. And sometimes you just go day by day. We, yesterday's over. Tomorrow, but today's the day we're called to. Provide for the poor among us as we seek first your kingdom and your justice. May all we need be provided for us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Transform us by the Holy Spirit into a forgiving community of forgiven sinners. That's who we are. Lead us not into trouble, trial, tribulation, or temptation. Be mindful of our frame. For we are but dust. We can only take so much. 
And that's the part I wondered. Was that Chris's part or one of our early church fathers? I don't know. But it's true. I can only handle so much. Lead us out of the wilderness into the promised land that flows with milk and honey. And I know that's all the promises of God. Lead us out of the bad lands into the resurrection country. Deliver us from evil and the evil one. Save us from Satan, the accuser and the adversary. So that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So that every tongue that rises against us in accusation and in judgment you will condemn. So that every fiery dart of the wicked one is extinguished by the shield of faith. Now, when I get there, I go ahead and put on the rest of the armor, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the girdle of truth, that my feet would be shod. So that as we submit to you and resist the devil, the devil will flee. So that as we draw near to Jesus Christ, lifted up, his cross becomes for us the axis of love expressed in forgiveness that confounds the world. And the devil who became the false ruler of the fallen world is driven out from among us. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And when you're by yourself, you can just stay there forever and ever because there's no rule. And anyway... We sent that out if you asked for it. And if you didn't, you can contact the office. And um, I just thank God. You know, I, hey, you can change your prayer life. You don't have to do things the whole way all your life. Things God brings things new and you just insert them in and, and how, the, how, you know, it adapts to you. But anyway, if you'd like those apostolic prayers and you're serious about it, then you contact the office and we'll make sure you get a copy. I figure I need all the help I can get. And there's a part praying for the angelic help. You know, Lord, your son, Jesus needed aid. He needed help from the angels. And how many of you know we need heaven's host working on our behalf, released, fully activated in charge about our families and our children, our grandchildren, in any way, it's been a pretty neat journey. One month as of Tuesday every day, and I ain't missing a day. I woke up this morning a little tired from the weekend. It was only just a short weekend. And I said, well, I can either spend time thinking about what I'm going to say when I get there or just spend time with you, Lord, in prayer, praying these apostolic prayers. And guess who won? The apostles of the faith. They won. I just spent time with him. But anyway, I feel like the Lord has given me something. You, now, there was something I wanted to remind you that Charlie shared. And, uh, but anyway, maybe I'll get to it. I'll find it. But it was an amazing weekend. And he's closer than we know to us. Oh, I know what it was. Well, let me just jump in. Lord, help me, because I'm not sure where I am. I think I'm standing in the pulpit at the gathering, but I also feel like I'm in some heavenly realm. Have you ever been there? Lord, can I take a lot of people with me? Uh, Charlie was talking yesterday about how there's these corporate things that happen in, in the spirit. 
Lord, in the time we're living, we need all of these encounters we can have. We need to see things from your perspective. Got to get out of the drudgery of this life and the things going on. And what they tell us to think, they are liars. And what they say, we're not thinking. Lord, we thank you. We, our thoughts are from above. And uh, we're seated in Christ in the heavenly realm. So I pray for everyone in this room. Lord, take them up to the heavenly realms. Throughout this day, God, I pray, let, a, let us as a family live in that place where we see things from heaven's perspective, where we have the mind of Christ, and we are not led about by our own feelings and thoughts as uh, Richard was speaking about, Lord, let us live in that realm where there's freedom and liberty and our thoughts originate from heaven and from your word. Lord, you said, keep our mind focused on your word, live in the word, live in the spirit. So I pray over everyone that there'll be a new level of living in the dimension of the Holy Spirit. And whether they want to go there or not, I call them up to go into that place to live where they see you. Lord, anoint our eyes, our eyes with eyesight to see. Put, Lord, we thank you and honor you, bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. So expect God to do stuff like that. There'll be times you'll wake up, Nancy, you won't know what day it is. And you won't care that much, except if, you know, you probably need to come to grips at some point. Okay, now, is it Saturday or Monday or Wednesday? Cause certain things you got to do, you know. But anyway, I just, we need to get lost at times in the presence of God. Okay, this morning I wanted just to focus on a scripture out of Proverbs. And I'll read that scripture in just a moment. But, you know, Proverbs was written by the wisest man that ever lived, at least for a season of his life. And then later on, he started you know, looking after foreign women and marrying. Inter- anyway, things went awry. We want to finish strong. How many of you want to finish strong? But do you know, have you ever thought about this? You and I can walk, and we desperately need wisdom in this hour. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. Absol- the more we look around, it is absolutely foolish. Things that are absolutely, I mean, Don't even know whether you're man or woman. You could not become more foolish. It is absolutely from the pit, wisdom from hell. But anyway, we're not going there. We're not going to bow to the idols and the absolute foolishness, but they think we're foolish. You know, the foolishness of God, the wisdom of God is foolishness to them. But anyway, we need wisdom. We need wisdom. We need a whole bunch of wisdom. And uh, we can, now listen, think about that. We can walk in the wisdom even greater than what Solomon had. How do you know that? How do you, do you think that's possible? Okay. Well, the scripture says this, you know, if any man lacks wisdom, let him do what? Let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. God's a liberal in that regard and without reproach to anyone that asks. So we're asking for wisdom. If you ask him, he gives you wisdom. What kind of wisdom does he give you? Heavenly Heavenly wisdom. And then we know that Jesus 
has become to us our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption. If he is our wisdom and we're asking for wisdom, you get ultimate great wisdom. You get the best. It has to be even better on the par with what Solomon had. Way better. So how many of you need wisdom right now? We need wisdom in things. How are we going to maneuver in these times? We can't just rely on the world. We rely on heaven. So I'm just going to pray, and then I'll get to the Scripture, and there are two things we'll pray. But, Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom. For everyone in this room, those that are watching, in fact, that's another thing. It's not so much knowing what to do, but knowing him who knows what to do. Because that we would be filled with the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him. That really is the secret of wisdom. So, Lord, we ask that we would increase everyone in the knowledge of the Son of God, who is our wisdom, our sanctification, our redemption. And we ask you, you said, if any man lacks, let him ask. So we're asking for the individual interpretation of the things that you've called us to, and that we're not going to miss a beat. We're way ahead of the wisdom of this world. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say, I receive that. You know, when you come to church, you're supposed to get stuff. You don't just get, you know, what somebody's breathing on you. You know, back, what, a couple years ago, we were all wondering somebody's coughing. And we realized a bunch of that. Anyway, you know, we, anyway, don't even go there. <clears throat> but, and they better not try to go there again. We're not going to fall for these things. You're not going to fall. Anyway, okay, here's a scripture. Proverbs 20, verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Say the hearing ear and the seeing eye. Okay, so I'm going to pray over both because we need in this day eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. You cannot rely on your own theological background. It ain't going to work. No, man. And experience does, there is some good stuff in that. But we need the word of the Lord for the hour. We need to hear the Holy Spirit every single day. We need to see beyond what these eyes can see. Because what these eyes see is often what they tell us to see out there in the spirit of the world. And I'll show you in the Second Kings chapter 6. Look, turn over there. And this is the part about the seeing eye. Then we'll look at the, the hearing ear. But remember, it says in verse 8 of 2 Kings chapter 6 that the king of Syria was making war against Israel. How many of you know we are at a war? We're in war right now. War is not coming. War has come. It is at our doorsteps. It is within our borders. They're at war with our children, at war with morality, common sense, truth, the Constitution, and we could name many different. It's like a many-fronted war that right now is happening on the earth. And we know the Lord said there would be wars and rumors of wars, nations, kingdoms, spiritual conflict, natural conflict, and all these things. But now look in verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, And they came by night and surrounded the city. 
And we're living in a time there's darkness in the world. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Do you not see the, the armies that are surrounding us right now? How many of you ever feel like you're surrounded until you get to the gathering and we sing that song? I thought I was surrounded, but I am surrounded by him. And our mind shifts and change. So he said, here's what he said. Number one, do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, you can tell somebody that, but not, they're not going to necessarily believe you just because you said it. Just because I said it. Hey, there's more with you than, than are against you. Then you walk outside and you see all those that are against you. And you wonder, well, I don't know where he's coming from, but he doesn't know what I'm facing. Well, but that's not where the story ended. So he answered, said, don't fear for those who are with us are more. He needed more. He needed to be convinced. So what did he do? Verse 17, and Elijah prayed and he said, Lord, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. So the words weren't enough. We needed his eyes to be open. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. He not only heard there was more for him than against him, he saw in the spirit. He saw, well, he must have seen in the natural. I don't know how he saw. All I know is he saw. And when you see, that's enough. That's enough for me. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And then Syrians, they came down from him. Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And in in other words, there was a great victory that came to pass. So I want to pray for you, okay? So we're going to do two things. How many of you need eyes to see beyond what we see in this present darkness? We We need night vision. I don't know how they think we're going to afford this, but somewhere along the line, I saw where you could buy these night goggles and you could see who's sneaking around your house at night. And it costs everything you got. I said, God, if I bought those night goggles, I wouldn't have enough for any beanie weenies, Lord. I would, these things. So you, Lord, I know something better than night goggles. (laughs) Open my eyes. You can see through the night. God will give you vision. This darkness is nothing compared to the spiritual darkness. So, Lord, let us see beyond. Okay. So you're going to have to stand twice this morning. Stand up first. I'm going to pray. Lord, thank you. So, Lord, we just pray right now. In the midst of this present darkness, God, we're just taking you at your word. Lord, we pray. We cannot see unless you give us eyesight. Anoint our eyes with eye salve to see. So, Lord, right now we're asking as the people of God, the covenant people of God, that right now that you open our eyes to see not those who are against us, but the greater that is for us. 
Open everyone in this room's eyes, all those that are watching online. And right now, by faith, we loose that heavenly vision. Night goggles been paid for already in heaven by the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have to spend everything we have for them. Lord, thank you. Your son already paid the price. So we're going to see in the night, night vision clearly the host of heaven about us. So say, I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. So we thank God for eyes to see. And then the other part is that we would have ears to hear. So here's some different types of hearing as spoken of in the Bible. Then we're going to pray. Now, I said that last Sunday, and I don't think I got a nap. But today, I'm going to take a nap if we can. I'm just, I'm just going to kick back sometimes Sunday afternoons. It's a good thing to do. And Because um, I didn't even want to wake up this morning. I mean, I was having a good sleep. You ever have a good sleep? You know, we have bad sleeps all the time. I want to get it over with. This one I wanted to last. Lord, let this last. And, uh, but then I woke up excited. I couldn't wait to get to church. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Especially, you know. All right, types of ears to hear. Okay, in the book of Revelation, which is a manual for life, especially living in the times in which we're living. It is a manual for living in the last days. And anyway, he says, let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That's the key. That implies the Holy Spirit is speaking to his people, that we hear his voice. And that it also implies that we have two sets of ears. We have physical, but we have spiritual ears. And it also implies that we have a choice in the matter. We can close our ears and, and just pretend or refuse to hear what the Spirit is saying. That's happening all over the land today. But we make a choice to hear. Now, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. That's a general statement. We do hear his voice. But we have to make a choice to hear specifically what he's saying each and every day to the church. Does that make sense? So we, Lord, give us ears to hear, and uh, we want to hear specifically. General is okay, but general is not enough. I want to hear specifically. You know, the Lord told me, he that finds a wife has found a good thing. But then when the time came, I wanted to know the specifics. Lord, is her name Shirley? And then I read, just happened to read, surely goodness and mercy will follow you. No, 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 that's not, that's not what I read. No, that would be stupid. You don't do that. But sometimes you do. Because I wasn't the only one that just had a happen thing yesterday. Bonnie told us she had no plans to come up here. And so Saturday morning, she's in her apartment in Fort Mill. She's wondering what to do because they had a school of the prophets, I guess, this weekend. She's wondering, should she go to that? Should she come up here? And so she opened her Bible and it said, go ye yents to the mountains. Get ye yents or something like that. Now, you may think that's foolish. You know God honors the faith of a little child. Listen, don't, you don't have to be all grown up about this. 
Just have faith in God. And there'll be sometimes, I'm not saying do that all the time, you know, because you might open it that scripture, go ye therefore and hang yourself, you know, like Judas. You don't want to do that all the time. But God is God. He can do what he pleases. Just have the faith. We don't want to be too grown up. We want to be like children anyway and enter the kingdom. So anyway, she came up to the mountain. Okay, here's the second thing. Then there are those who hear, but they bear no fruit. It's like, what good did they hear? What good was that? What good did God try to get? I mean, they paid no attention. Of course, you know, we won't go into detail, but it's Matthew 13. Remember, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. But then the seed was sown, the first by the wayside. They didn't have any understanding. They heard the word of the kingdom, but then the wicked one came and snatched it away. How many of you have seen that to be true? Satan comes. I told Shirley this morning, I listen, there's something God's doing between us and Charlie, and it was amazing. I don't want, I don't want the enemy to snatch it away. You know what I mean? So we got to act on it. So God, give us wisdom. And anyway... Don't just let things be sown by the wayside. There are times we pray often on purpose. God, seal the word that we've heard. Seal it in our hearts. Sometimes you've got to drive away the vultures. Somebody was sharing yesterday about vultures circling you. That was no good. You don't want vultures circling you. <laughs> no, or buzzards. Was it buzzards? That'd be worse. You don't want any one of those birds circling you. But you don't want the birds that steal the seed to come and steal. So you pray, Father, I bind the enemy in Jesus' name. And the birds of the air from stealing what's been sown in my heart. And then, you, you know, the stony places. After hearing, they received it with joy. But then what came? Persecution, tribulation. And, and because of the word, you want more persecution? Get more of the word. But when you get more of the word, you have more authority and you have more of the presence of God and the joy and the strength and the knowledge of the will of the Father to overcome. So believe me, the benefits are greater. And then the thorns, the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches. Boy, the cares of the world, they're big. They come and choke and it becomes unfruitful. But then what was the fourth guy, remember? He had understanding, he heard the word, he received it, and he bore what? Much fruit. I prophesy that over you. You're not going to just bear little fruit. Thirty-fold, no. God didn't make us that way. Sixty, no, one-hundred-fold fruit in the name of Jesus. I prophesy you will bear one-hundred-fold fruit. And we need understanding in all of that. And that's what a lot of that parable is about. And then Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, Paul explains how he had much to say of which some could not understand because they'd become dull of hearing. Now, what is it that can cause your ears to become dull? Disobedience. You know, because all of a sudden, you know, there's no repentance and there becomes a hardening and in your ears, how many of you sometimes you feel like I'm having a hard time hearing, but then 
you know, the Holy Spirit will show you something that you allowed to come in, you repented, and it's like your ears were opened all of a sudden. And uh, we need that conviction, daily conviction, Lord. We don't want to go one day without the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. We need the conviction over the sinners, yeah, and bringing in the harvest. But I need that conviction. I need to hear him daily. Holy Spirit, search me. David, search me and try me and see if there be any wicked way within me. Lord, I don't want to be dull of hearing. I break off that right now. I just pray, Lord, grant repentance, search us, try us, don't let any wicked way take root so that we will not be dull, we'll be hearing. And then the next thing, those who have, they only hear what they want to hear. Well, that's a bunch of folks today. Remember the scripture, let's look over quickly. I'm going to pray in a little bit, but over in First Timothy, Second Timothy you remember the perilous times we've referred to often, and, uh, but each time there's something new. In the midst of the perilous times, you better know those that labor among you. And you, I'll, That's in the Scripture. Know those that you're listening to. Make sure you're hearing, not thus saith the Lord. For, no, no. Thus saith that man or that woman, but thus saith the Lord from that man or that woman, basically you got to make sure. And then you know, need to know the holy scriptures that make you wise unto salvation. you got to be rooted in the truth. Read the word. Pray the word. That's one thing about those apostolic prayers. Much of it is the word of God. And so if you think you're wasting your time reading something, you're reading the word out loud. I mean, how bad can that be? And if you read it enough, you might just might get lodged in your spirit where it'll just pop out when you least expect it. The word of the Lord becoming real to you. But anyway, perilous times, know the times, know those at labor, know the scriptures. But then you know in chapter 4, you know, the charge to Timothy is to preach the word. And that's our charge. We want to stand for truth and all of that, and, and we will with God's help. But he said, preach the word, be ready in season, not a season. Verse 3, and you know the scripture. For the time will come. Say, the time has come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But that's not you. Say, but that's not me. That's why there's a but in verse 5. But. Because you're not in that crowd. But you, you, that's not you. You've not, you're not seeking after those that will tickle your ears. So you, be watchful in all things. Be alert. Be awake. Endure afflictions. They will come, many of the afflictions, but you endure them, and you'll find the deliverance of God. Do the work of an evangelist. Boy, that's a big thing. He that wins souls is what? Wise. And we're not all evangelists, but we can all tell somebody, you know, God loves you. God loves you. Jesus died for you. Man, you can know him. This is the hour, the day of salvation. All of us fulfill your ministry. In other words, fulfill what you've been called to do. So we want to not have itching, tickling ears. How many of you know there's a lot of people like that today? Lord, 
don't tickle my ears. I don't want anybody tickling my ears. You can tell when your ears are getting tickled. How do you know? You start feeling good about yourself. I'm not saying you're not supposed to feel good. I'm just saying you get puffed up. You get boastful like they tell you, man, you are wonderful. You're Wow. You know what I mean? And this little pride comes up. Now, that's one way. There are other ways. You just don't want to hear what's happening. So You don't tickle my ears. I don't want to hear the truth out there. Tell me a fable. Tell me. Should I tell them this, Lord? Yeah, because they think this like you. All right. If you think I'm crazy, so be it. The other day, I'm leaving the church. I'm going home. And I look up in the sky, beautiful blue, clear skies, and I see a checkerboard in the sky. There's checkers. Now, it wasn't the whole checkerboard, but it was lined clouds like a checkerboard. I've never seen that before, so I had a choice to make. I look up and say, nah, I'm not seeing that. My eyes are lying to me. That's not really a checkerboard in the sky. You know, it's not there. It's not there. So I just go about my way. In fact, I was going to take a picture. But I thought, that's stupid. Don't take a picture. Just pretend it's not there. So I pretended and went on. But then I thought about it later. I should have taken a picture because it was there. And there are things going on right now. You can pretend they're not there, but they're still there. I see one going by with a long line, another one going by. It's no line behind it. How come? What makes the difference in the two planes? I, I want to know. Inquisit- I have an inquisitive mind. I want to know. Anyway, don't worry about it. Some of you are thinking, what are you, a conspiracy nut? I found out a long time ago that conspiracy theory was created to keep you from searching out things they don't want you to search out. To make you think you're crazy if you think about it, and whoever spoke it is crazy. So just stay away from it. It was a plot, but anyway, I won't go there. I know you're, some of you are thinking he's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. You can pretend they're not there. Yeah, that's what it was. The Lord was inviting me to play checkers. Yes. Anyway... Does anybody else think things like this? That's all? Nobody else thinks anything weird's happening in the world that they're, they're trying to hide? Okay, go on, because you blew your reputation then. Well, I want to blow it, because I want to be wise as a serpent, just harmless as a dove, Ain't nothing I can do about it. What am I going to do? Try to blow that checkerboard away? I just know what the Word says, that one day he will come and destroy those who destroy the earth. You know that, you know that verse. The revelation, he will destroy those who destroyed the earth. So I let, them, I let it rip. Okay, get back to the subject so we can pray. Some of you say, I'm never going back there because they talk about stuff that's happening. Tickle, I want my ears tickled. Tell me everything is peachy and cream. No suffering, no pain, no gain. 
No. There's suffering, there's pain, but there's glory. How are you going to know him in the resurrection, the power of his resurrection, unless you know him in the fellowship of his sufferings? Where are you going to get some cheap resurrection? No, you want the real thing. Okay. And then Acts 7, verse 51. This will be one of those messages. Now, let me tell you, you get attacked when you preach, especially after. The enemy comes in and says, you know, you were stupid saying that. You stupid. (laughs) Or if he doesn't say that, he had, you ever get there? Sometimes I preach and the devil comes along and he says, now that was the worst message in the history of Christendom. You need to repent. And so I go tell Shirley, hey, Shirley, that was the worst message in the history of Christendom. She said, well, it wasn't that bad. I mean, there were a few worse. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I live in this world. I just know the battles. I've just been around now. I just get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah, it was the worst. The accuser of the brethren. No, it was not the worst. There was one worse In the year 1620, this guy got up and preached. All right, Acts 7, 51. Ears that are closed and resistant to the Holy Spirit. It speaks about your ears being uncircumcised or uncircumcised and hard in ears. So we need the layers. Yeah, we need need it to be uncovered. But uh, thinking about this. Maybe you heard this. The sin of the Old Testament was the rejection of God the Father. The sin of the New Testament was the rejection of God the Son, Jesus. And the sin of today is the rejection of God the Holy Spirit. And there are people resisting the Holy Spirit. They're the same crowd that would have resisted the Son and would have resisted the Father. Does that make sense? So we want God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we want him to lift up the veil, remove the covering, so that our hearts would be circumcised, heart and ear. And then we want to be those that are quick to hear. That's James chapter 1, verse 19. So then, my beloved, let every man be swift to hear, And slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. We have to be a little slower in our response. How many of you know it would be wise at times not to just mouth off at things you see in the sky or on the earth? Don't mouth off too quick. Be a little slower to speak, but a a little bit swifter to hear. How many of you, I could use that. We're going to be tested in that in this hour. Because you see something's going on, you want to just shout and you want to just go wring their neck. It's not the way it is. But the wrath of man's not going to accomplish anything. It's the wrath of God that will. But the man is to walk in love. And how do you know you love? You tell the truth. In love. You don't hold it back. Some have itching ears. Others have like they want their, their tongue. You know, they water down. Don't want to speak that which offends. No offend if it needs to be offended. Because love tells the truth. You tell people what they need to hear, not just what they want to hear. 
I'm so thankful God tells me what I need to hear because he's a loving father, and those whom he loves, he disciplines. If he doesn't discipline you, you're not even one of his sons. And then we don't want to be forgetful hearers. Remember that in James. Look over real quick, and then we're going to got one more thing, and then we're going to close it up. But look over in James chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, but he goes his own way, and he immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, say forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And so there are times we do hear, but we forget. And if you forget, there's a good chance you're not going to end up being a doer. How many of you know this is one of the battles we have? That's why you, it's time really good to keep a journal. Write down things that God shows you. You know, keep a, keep a good track. How are you going to wage the good warfare with the prophecies that have been previously spoken over you if you forgot all of the prophecies previously spoken over you? How's that going to happen? Okay, God, remember all those things you spoke over me. Now, there's probably a lot of grace for that. But he said, you wage the good warfare by the prophecy spoken over you. So, Lord, help us not to be forgetful hearers and doers. How I many of you need your memories sharpened? Lord, help me remember, remember, remember. Because the enemy comes and wants you to forget. We're going to pray over that in just a minute. A minute, And then the last thing, hearers, but they were not, what they heard was not mixed with faith. Remember that? That's over in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So they were not able to enter into the rest that had been promised to them. Because what they heard was not mixed with faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So we repent of that which was not of faith. It still requires faith. Everything is faith. You're going to wake up in the morning. How can I make it? Well, the just shall live by faith. How are you going to make it in these days? The just shall live by his faith. And faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of that thing I've seen. But faith is still, it's that title deed. It's knowing for sure that what God has promised, he will bring it to pass. And if he has to turn the events around to make it happen, let him do it. Because his promises are sure. Well, that's how I want to pray, that we'll have ears to hear, okay? Is this a good thing? Just impart that. I need this too, because... Man, your ears can get clogged and all this stuff can cover them. So let's just stand. And we're going to pray for ears to hear. And for those of you watching online, if there's ever been a day to hear, thus saith the Lord, how many of you know this is that day? You know, forgive me at times if, you know, get uh, 
funny. I don't, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be serious. Just sometimes you got to be a little funny or you know what I mean? You just don't take life so serious. Just be real. Just be real. Just tell God how you feel. God, I don't understand all these things. What's happening? And he'll just point you back toward himself. And, Lord, I thank you that, God, we're not to walk around in this day and age blinded, nor are we to walk around not hearing clearly, thus saith the Lord. Lord, you would not have said what you said in Revelation if you didn't mean it. Let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So, Lord, we by faith, we're making a choice. We know generally you said, my sheep hear my voice. So we thank you. It's already a matter of fact. The Holy Spirit speaks. We hear. But, Lord, we make a choice to not only hear. We're asking God for ears to hear, for the spiritual ears to hear clearly the voice of the Spirit. And we will do, we will not be forgetful hearers, but we'll be doers of the Word. So put your hand on your ears. Just say, Father, thank you that I can hear your voice above all the other voices in the world, above all the clamor around me. I hear my Father's voice, and the will of my Father I will do. And I thank you, God, that you've given me ears to hear. I'm a part of your church. I'm a blood-bought saint of the Most High God. And hearing is part of my inheritance. So thank you that I can hear. And I thank you that I can see. And I thank you for the wisdom that you give from above. And all that I need, you are my source. I trust in you. I believe in you. And I thank you that you, the work you started in me, you're going to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We just receive. We receive the wisdom from above, ears to hear, eyes to see. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's just worship him, love him. We're just going to worship the Lord. And um, we have some of our prayer team will be around the front. If you'd like somebody just to agree with you in prayer, maybe this is the day of salvation. You're saying, I need a Savior. Call on him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. With the mouth, you confess the Lord Jesus. With the heart, you believe. And salvation is here today. You can call on him. And this can be your greatest day. So come and there'll be some pray to pray with you. And uh, it's going to be a glorious week. How many of you had a great week last week? How many of you had a bad week last week? Forget it. Okay. Last week is last week. This is this week. This is the day the Lord has made. And we will live by the daily bread and His faithfulness, His goodness, His kindness. His mercies that are never ending. So anyway, you've come for prayer. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.